Welcome to the Half Full Podcast. My name is David. What's your name? My name is Brayden. Whoa, hello, Brayden. Brayden, I have a question for you. <laughs> What's that? Do you like music? Yeah. Well, good, because today we are talking about our five top five favorite albums. Not now. We're going to save that for later. Mm. Stay tuned for that. But we are very excited to talk about that. Are you excited? It's going to be a ride. It is. It's going to be it fun. Is. You have a list ready? I do. Do you? Nice. I do. Okay. Nice. We'll see. Oh, man. <laughs> well, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Man. It, it, it was, you know, it was a hard list. I'm not going to talk. Actually, I'll say that for later. It was hard. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, How was yeah. your week, David? Oh, you know, it's busy. You know, school, mm-hmm. classes. School's been ramping up this week. I can't lie. Yeah. I don't know It's what that it time is. of year. Like, midterms are coming up for me because, like, we're doing that this quarter system that you know about. Um, yeah. It's weird. I don't like it. I don't know. Yeah. David's like, well, for the people that don't know. Like his university switched to instead of make their curriculum is the same for other classes, but they're basically the time of the class is like cut in half, like of how long it runs every year. So instead of it being a semester class, every class he has is like only nine weeks. Correct. Correct. We, yeah. we, we're condensing like a, like a semester curriculum into nine weeks. Yeah. Which, which I don't envy. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a little stressful. The bright side is we only have to take like three classes at a time. Um, forgive me, I was drinking a Coca Cola, which by the <laughs> not way, not a sponsor, not a sponsor, and it hasn't hasn't tasted the same since I've had COVID nineteen. But I'm not going to talk about <laughs> COVID nineteen because this is not a depressing podcast. Yep. this is the half full podcast, which this Coca Cola bottle is. It's right a little. Now. It's about a third. It's about it's about a yeah. third full. Let's try though. I drank it while setting setting up. It did not take as long to set up today. It didn't. Yeah. It's pretty smooth. Yeah, thank you. Last you know, last week it took us like what, like an hour? <laughs> I, I told the people you were putting in the work, David. Oh no, but you were today help- you were kinda of slacking. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you were doing fine, but Oh, thank you. It was a lot smoother. Yeah. So. But yeah, you know school classes, uh I didn't dro- I didn't drop my phone between the bed <laughs> and the in the wall and then have it land like vertically mm-hmm. like like a cat, like I said last week. Uh I don't know. I don't know. I've been having trouble sleeping though. Really? Not gonna lie. Yeah. Do you have any weird dreams? No, not recently. (laughs) But do you know what? I was telling a friend today in a class. Um, when I was like six, seven, eight—I don't remember. When I was young, I had a dream that uh, like outside my room. This is very random and very weird. But outside of my room, there were two bags of cotton candy. Mm. Okay. And then I, I ignored Sounds them. Like the candy man's coming for you. Yeah, the candy man. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just left them there. Went inside, went to sleep, and in my dream, like, well, I was dream. This is all a dream. But in my dream, I like, went back out, and then, and, and instead of cotton candy, there were blue ladybugs hmm. inside the bag. And wait, so you didn't actually have cotton candy outside your room when you? Were I six? don't remember. Oh, I, I. That's like some Inception type stuff. Yeah. If it is. <laughs> I feel like I could have. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, I, ever since that, well, not till to this day, but for a while after that, since I was so young, I used to think, because I thought, I don't know, that dream just was so real. It was just so real that I, I, it, 
I thought this is embarrassing. I used to think that if you left cotton candy out for too long, they turned into ladybugs. <laughs> That's what I used to think. Who's to say they don't? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think um, I know I had a dream the other day where uh, I got attacked by a giant bug. Really? Yeah. How was that? <laughs> it was kind of scary. You no, know, I had a dream. <laughs> Let's keep this competition. Let's keep upping each other's dreams. <laughs> you know, I had a dream of when I was uh, sleeping in the floor of my brother's room when I was also young. It was a, such a cliche dream. I was kayaking down this river, and there were these canyons around me. And then I fell off the ledge, and then I was heading straight into the mouth of an alligator. And <laughs> I love like, how vivid your dream descriptions are. Thank you. But I woke up. I woke up. You know, I think I said this last week, but do you ever, you ever have those dreams where you're like – you you like fall into your bed. I think you said you haven't before. No, I haven't. Yeah, and that's what I did. And I remember waking up like, <gasps> like, <laughs> and yeah. I yeah. I mean, I don't have that many dreams that I can remember from when I was little or anything. Besides, like getting chased by a robot in one, which I mentioned last week. But th- the other day, I did like I don't know what it was. If I have like a giant fear of bugs or something, which I really don't. Mm-hmm. But I w- I know I was getting like attacked and eaten by a giant like bug. So. <laughs> There is that. I mean, I had. I. I. Do you ever have reoccurring dreams? I have. Yeah. Um. I, can't remember. Recently, I did have one, but I'm not. I can't remember what it was at this gotcha. point. But. I used to have this reoccurring dream, and it was the exact same dream. It was like it was a. It was literally a copy and paste. It was kind of creepy, but the dream was I would, um, I was like in a maze, but the it wasn't like like a like a like a corn maze or like it 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 was like. It was like a, a maze. It was like a cave system, but it was like a maze. Mm. And it was like one of those like fantasy-like mazes where you walk in one way and you're on the complete other side of the maze. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. there was like and like people I knew were in the maze just walking around but kind of dumbfounded. Like none of us were talking to each other. We're just like trying to figure out how to get out of the Did maze. Did you happen to watch the movie Maze Runner before you fell asleep? You no, know, I've seen it once <laughs> in theaters a long time ago. I but, but I think it was a while after that. <laughs> but i don't know yeah you never know but mm. yeah that was a recurring dream i used to have so how was your week brayden oh man <laughs> it was it was it was fine it was a lot of school work um and then we had last night david last night yes <laughs> we're excited to talk about last night last night we went to um a briston maroney concert i don't know if you guys know who you don't briston know briston maroney, maroney is, check him out he's pretty awesome really cool artist um it was a really cool environment the concert venue we went to was super like small and like personal like we were like right next to it was only shoulder to shoulder with people right there's only 400 people in the venue yeah Yeah. it was super cool um it was loud i still can't really hear but Mm -hmm. and they um, they required vaccinations to get in yeah um it was it was was, safe safe environment it was it was really fun time it was um i think out of all the concerts i've been to it was definitely one of the most like fun environments yes in terms of like venue and environment well just in general it was like one of the best because yeah. it was just so fun mm-hmm. and it's really fun to be around a, gr- a group of people who share inter- common like interest yeah yeah common interest and just an energy yeah you know what i mean everybody's like just having fun mm-hmm. like there's like there's a guy that talked to us in front of us and he was really friendly and you don't you don't care that you don't know each other mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're just you're just there to listen to music and have a good time. Yeah. I mean, I felt like we were in a club, but we yeah. were we were at a concert. We were at a concert. <laughs> yeah. 
really good. But, um, How many songs did he play? Do you think oh, like man. 16, 17? He played a good bit. Yeah, and there was an opener too that was really good. Yes. Um, I don't remember her name. Savannah Conley? Savannah Conley, yeah. 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 Check her very out too. Good. She's she good. Was, she was very good. Um, But after the concert, we had a little bit of an adventure too. We did. Well, after that, we went to get something to eat. Uh, <laughs> our options were limited because it was like midnight. And it was like was, 11. It was like 11. Yeah. It was 11. So we're trying to find places still open. We went, we went to this like, I won't say the name house. of the place, but yeah. yeah, it was like a steakhouse. Like what it was basically like a carnivore style, like meat lover buffet people. Mm-hmm. Like it was basically just like a steakhouse that was focused on like ribs and like yeah. meat and all this stuff. So it was like the environment of it was like, I told Brayden this as we walked in, the environment was like a mixture of Bob Evans Texas Roadhouse and uh, Applebee's. Applebee's. Yeah, yeah. it was it was like weird. You could tell they were super understaffed, and it was just kind of like I felt bad. Yeah, um, their menu like wasn't like stuff like I wanted either. But we were desperate, so we went there. The food was. I think you were desperate. <laughs> I was desperate. <laughs> David wasn't that hungry, but somehow he still managed to double the amount of money I spent. Like every other time we got to eat, but um, I just can't help myself. <laughs> I regret it, though, because that was probably the worst money I've ever spent in a restaurant. But I'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> the food wasn't great. I mean, we can't lie. I'm not going to throw this place under the bus, but yeah. it is what it is. It was food. My I ordered a sandwich, mm-hmm. and my bun was wet. Like, <laughs> shut up. Moist <laughs> buns. My, yeah, I had moist buns. And I don't know. Like, I, I, I couldn't finish it. Yeah. I, I couldn't finish my sandwich. Well, that's nothing new, though. Like, for everyone listening, like, he acts like that's some surprise, but David rarely finishes his food. Well, ever. that's not because I don't like it usually. I just get so full so quick, and I always yeah. feel bad. I always take it home, though. I didn't, I didn't take that home because... No. But I, I always, like, oh, shoot, I have leftovers at home. Just remembered. <laughs> gotta get I gotta hit not those. Not surprised. Gotta hit those. Shut up. <laughs> I gotta hit those before... Go bad, yeah. From lunch the other day, you and I went to lunch. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was something in that food that like poisoned us or like cursed us or something, but the rest of the night from that point <laughs> on really kind of started going downhill. Yeah, like the concert was incredible, great night, great time. Yeah, oh, oh, uh, also getting to the um, sorry, after we left the concert, I had a thought but just left my head. Okay, well, hold on to that. Sorry, <laughs> after we left the concert, going <laughs> to the back. restaurant, we somehow found ourselves. In a Mexican Independence That's Day what it parade. Was. That's what it was. Thank you. It was awesome. Yeah, it was Mexican Independence Day yesterday. So I pulled out. Well, like we're at a stop sign and I see all these trucks and these cars like driving by with people hanging out the back. Flags like all over. It was like this huge line of like just trucks, cars, people honking, like sirens going off. It turns out to be like a parade for Me- Mexican Independence Day, which was cool. It was awesome. And then the light turned green. So I was like, well, I guess I'm pulling out in the parade. So we pulled in like right behind the parade and like followed them for like a minute. And then we just ended up turning like off, but we just started driving by honking at them, waving at them. And it was fun. It was cool environment. It was like a city, like wide thing. I didn't even know about, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were technically in a Mexican independence day parade. We can add and that was, check that off the book. And that list. was the peak of our night. That, yeah. That was the hot, that was, the, that was the peak. Cause maybe it was the parade that did something to us. Cause after that we went to the restaurant, the restaurant was terrible. And then leaving the restaurant is when the real fun began. So I think it was it was just hard. Either I, I, all all this stuff, I could just say that nothing lived up to the height of the concert and the parade. <laughs> but stuff like stuff happened. Oh yeah, yeah. stuff happened. 
Um, we left the concert, what, about 11.30 maybe? Or not the concert, the restaurant, like 11.30, 12, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. I and think- um, so we start heading home. And from where we were at the concert to home for us is about like two hours. And there's two ways to get back, two main ways to get back. There's an interstate way, which I wanted to take. And then there's a back roads way, which I didn't want to take because. And Braden, you went up, uh, or you went over there with a friend recently. I did, and you made the mistake of going the wrong way. That yeah, time. it, it was not a you, fun drive. Yeah, and you were, th- and that's why you knew. I knew I didn't want to take the back roads yeah. way because we live in Ohio. It's foggy at night. It's mm-hmm. dark, and there's no street lights. And it was just, I'm not trying to hit a deer and total my car. Um. So, anyways, we're leaving the restaurant. I map out like the interstate way. So we get on the highway. I go like, I don't know how long we were driving, at least 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, maybe down this direction to go like get on the interstate. And then all of a sudden I miss an exit. So it's my fault, but it reroutes me back. This is Apple maps, Uh, Apple maps. I'm coming for you. There might be a lawsuit. (laughs) I don't know, but there's, so I get off. He's not coming for you. Don't worry. (laughs) I get off a wrong turn and instead of rerouting me on the way that it wanted me to reroute me on, it put me on the other highway going south. So I went all the way back to where I was and basically just did a giant circle and ended up going on the back way home. Didn't realize it till too late. And it was like, I was like, okay, whatever. I was pretty pissed off. And I, but, ha- and I have to say, I'll say right now, I have never seen this guy so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, I think it might've been the maddest I've ever seen. You. I really don't get mad. Like very, no, easily. you no, you don't get mad at all. Like I usually don't have like things don't irritate me like that. But for some reason, Apple maps just set me off. Your, your face was getting a little red there for a second. <laughs> I was like, Hey, are you okay? Apple- <laughs> I, was like, I was trying to laugh the whole thing off, but you were, well, I felt bad for you because I like obviously like it was like late already and I was just trying to get back like the quick way and not the hold on to your steering wheel with two hands. Yeah. Like in the dark fog way. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is. I eventually got over it. I was like, okay, we're going to have to take this way. Yeah. It is what it is. And then like, as we're going, like we're probably, I don't know, an hour into the drive out of like two hours. Yeah. I get a tire pressure light come on my car, which is not like normal because for one, I keep up with my car, so I know like the tires shouldn't have been low, but I was a little freaked out because it's a dark, foggy highway, and I did think for a second I ran over something. I didn't know if it was sharp or not. I felt it too. Yeah, I didn't know I, if it was sharp or not, so I was like, okay, my tire pressure just came on. Did I pop my tire? Like, What's going on? And we were in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Like When I say rural Ohio, I mean cornfields and nothing else no street lights nothing nothing it's pitch black it was also foggy it was so foggy foggy. you could not see it all you couldn't see two feet in front of you in the car and um so yeah i get the tire pressure gauge come on and i start freaking out because my car is newer and i was like did i run over something if i got a flat right here we are not in a good spot and um so eventually (laughs) i get to i start driving a little more careful just in case my tire was popped eventually get to a town that has a gas station. We pull in. I try to see if like there's an air thing. It's a rundown gas station. It's not very nice. It's still like a really small rural town. The air thing doesn't work, of course. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm like, okay, let's let's see. They gotta have another gas station in this town. It wouldn't even give us a pressure check. No uh, pressure check. It That's was... what we were just trying to get to see what they were at. Because yeah. I mean, I looked at all, them. They seemed for, okay, but for, yeah, from glancing, the tires looked fine, and from kicking them, they were like. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. So we go to another gas station. Somehow it gets even more rundown than the last one did. Mm -hmm. And I like this place literally looked like a house with two gas pumps attached to it. It it was something out of like a movie. I don't even know. Um, But they had an air thing too. And um, it didn't work either. So, and it was also $2 to, and quarters. Yeah, we were scrounging up quarters. It was from $2 and quarters to get it to and, use. And yeah. I had a $1.75 in quarters. <laughs> so it was just like the luck of the draw. So I'm like, all right, we got to get out of here. Cause yeah. I was starting to get like serial killer vibes from the area we were at. Mm-hmm. So we go onwards to another gas station. I find like a, I think it was a BP. Um, and we get there. It's a nicer gas station. Finally, we find an air thing that works so I can check the pressure of my tires. And it turns out all my tires are completely fine. They're all yep. filled up fine. So at the end of the day, we wasted like 45 minutes on this like adventure. Oh, it was it was a recent hour. <laughs> For was, absolutely yeah. nothing. Because my tires were not damaged. They were all like normal what they were supposed to be. <laughs> Basically, my tire gauge like in my car, my sensor just went bad. Yeah. And I felt bad. All I was doing was holding, your, holding the caps. <laughs> we also did find out I was missing a cap too. Yes, you were missing a cap. Yeah. <clears throat> but um anyways, so we wasted a lot of time and I felt really bad for David. Oh no, I was but, having I was having the time of my life. I, he was enjoying it. I was just I was kind of laughing. I was time. laughing too cuz it was yeah. just like I don't know what where we were, what we were doing. It was yeah. crazy. Um but yeah, that happened and then we finally made it back home and it was I don't know, 2 3 in the morning. There's two, yeah. And it kind of like yeah, it, it was just one of those things, like, we have a story to tell now, but the concert is so, like, it the was concert just, was, was just, amazing. It was just funny, because Brayden was just screaming at Siri <laughs> from Apple Maps. <laughs> We're trying to listen to our, our music, and then she'd say, like, get reroute. back, get back <laughs> reroute, but then she doesn't actually reroute us. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Siri was, I don't I might have to get rid of my iPhone after last night. <laughs> I don't know what kind of programming they got in Apple Maps, but it wasn't working. Yeah. Moral of the story, uh, the concert was awesome. <laughs> the parade was awesome. And uh, drive home, not so much. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Even though, Just because it happened la- most recently, or um, just because it was the last thing, doesn't mean... It didn't spoil it. It didn't the night. spoil it at all. It was no. one of the best things I had recently. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. Um. Yeah. So, that was our night. That was our week. Um. So let's get into a topic. We're going to do one of our recurring segments that we like to do. I think David's got something pulled up over there. This segment is called This or That. You know this one. (laughs) This or that. Usually leads to a few debates. Not really. (laughs) Not really. Oh, man. Okay. So. Oh, okay. This one's kind of interesting. All right. Um. Okay, so this one's interesting. Take a friend on your family vacation or join a friend on their family vacation. Mm. <laughs> it depends on the friend entirely. De- absolutely. Depends, depends on, on the friend's the friend. family. Depends on the friend. Because I can tell you right now, if I'm going on vacation with David's family, I would 100% take that over bringing David to my family. Just knowing the two dynamics. I, I have, Well, the thing, only thing is, is I've never been... I, oh, excuse me. I don't think I've ever brought a friend on a vacation before. Mm. Yeah, so I, I can't really. This, yeah, this one doesn't apply to me very well because I I haven't done one, but I have been on with a friend to went mm-hmm. to their family vacation, which was a lot of fun. 
I've always wanted to bring a friend on vacation, though, and I've had opportunities to do so. I just haven't really pulled the trigger yet. I uh, think this one's easy for me, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I think 100% I would rather go with a friend and their family just yeah. because I feel like that if you're taking a friend with you, there's like a lot more stress and pressure because, I don't know, there's like the anxiety of them being around your family and, you you know, like you're trying to keep them happy and have a good time. You're kind of leading them around, basically. Yeah. They're, they're not going to go anywhere there without you, right. depending on who it is. At least I wouldn't. I'd be the kind of person to be, who'd feel, if I were like on my friend's family vacation, I wouldn't want to be without my friend because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very bad at small talk. Yeah. And. But no, like if I went with somebody else, like I feel like it would 100% be easier because you're just along for the ride. I mean. Yeah. If it goes south, it goes south, but like you're just there on vacation. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. it's not your family, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I definitely think I would rather go with a friend on their in their family. Yeah. But I guess it would a little bit depend on the friend. Yeah. Like again, I can only relate to one side, but I I it's really it really depends on the friend and it really depends honestly where you're going as well. Um Oh, let's see here. Oh, here's a good one. Okay. Sorry, I lost it. I lost it. Okay, got it. Got it. Roller, mm. <laughs> roller coasters or water slides? Roller coasters. Roller coasters. That, that's like yeah. easy. Well, this one is easy for me, but I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look down upon water slides either. I love water slides, right. but I don't know. I feel like roller coasters are more thrilling, and you don't have to get wet. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, water water slides are a commitment because then you're just like got to get a bathing suit, yeah. you got to get wet, you got to dry off. You got to shower probably. Got to shower. Roller coasters, you much more accessible. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if accessible is the right word, uh, but they're di- they're both different. But it's an easier commitment to get on a roller right. coaster. And, you know, so they're very different. But I mean, water slides you tend the only kind of like extreme water slide I've I've ever seen are like, uh ones that go like straight down yeah the you know ones I mean? you like drop like you like cross your chest, cross and you your just chest. Drop. yeah but roller coasters i feel like you can have more variety mm-hmm. at least be safer i'm not sure if there's any water slides that go in loops or anything i think there are yeah. <laughs> are there yeah god i feel like that'd be painful <laughs> holy cow but um, yeah i don't know I, that one's easy to me because I, I love roller coasters and I like water parks too, but it's just I don't. I also get the vibe that like water parks are like gross, more gross too. They're they, definitely more gross. Lots oh, of just germs. from my experience, like that's personal experience. Yes, like, and it could be a generalization, but I don't know. I get the vibe like water parks, water slides in general, just more like I don't know, mm-hmm. not my thing as much as roller coasters. Absolutely. I mean, roller coasters can be like germy and gross too, but I don't know. Water slides yeah. are a little different. Absolutely. So this one, this one's interesting. This one is messy desk or queen desk. And I don't think this is asking which one you prefer. I think it's asking more of like how your desk is. What are is. we? Yeah. Um, you can go look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think for the most part, I have a clean desk. Yeah. I'm pretty like organized. I try to stay organized. Yeah. Like try to stay neat and clean. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling you have a different answer than me. <laughs> I'm I'm a messy desk person. Yep. If you ask anybody in elementary school that I went to with, uh, I'm not sure if they remember this. Some people might remember this. I used to have something in like third and fourth grade called David's Desk Store, <laughs> and I <laughs> I had I had these uh <laughs> I 
I had these like tubs of supplies and I was loaded, dude. I was Were like you a the, dealer? I was yeah, I was, I'm like the dealer <laughs> of the of the elementary school. I had do you know what was the do you know what was the highest in demand product? Were Cocaine? Those, oh no. Well <laughs> <laughs> not that, but pencil grippies. Mm, those people, things. people love those. Oh yeah. I think I think you know we're there are probably people that just like to chew on them or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys did in Catholic school, but that's not <laughs> what we did in this school. Well, I didn't chew on them, but I know some people did. Yeah, but <laughs> I know some people just like to put them on their fingers and stuff. Yeah. But I would trade supplies with people. Mm. I had like a whole. I I just pull out. I don't even know where it got they entrepreneurship were, at its finest. Yeah, I'd pull out the. Because, like, our desk, we didn't have, like, those ones that opened up. We just had, like, you know, like, that slit in the desk where you could put stuff in. And um, one time, I, I I mean, not one time, like, all the time, like, every day, people would come to me trading stuff. And I'd just be like, <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> like, pull it up. What do you That's need? That's so funny. I yeah. did not know that. <laughs> and I had everything you could have imagined. Uh, grippies, erasers, scissors, staplers, staples. <laughs> You know, I I never got in trouble for it, but I feel like I could have. Probably had like extra ice packs for people's lunch boxes. <laughs> I don't think I was that extreme, <laughs> but oh man, I I think the biggest thing for uh like in my elementary school, like that was like a big thing. Well, besides the grippies and Beyblades, uh-huh. um, I think like those specialty pencils, like with like the sports teams on them. And yeah, stuff. I don't know if you had those. Yeah, but those got like really popular. Yeah, book books bookstore. Bookstore oh, comes um, around. What, yeah, what's what it, what's it, it called? What do you book call fair. it? Bookfair. Bookfair. Yeah. Bookstore. Bookfair comes around. Those, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, Hot commodity. Did you ever get... I got every single Diary of a Wimpy Kid book. Gotcha. Every single one. I remember in second grade, my teacher, we spent an hour. It was kind of... I mean, I wasn't embarrassed because I was young, but today it would have been embarrassing. She got half the class to help me clean my desk out. <laughs> it was so bad because I just like shoved stuff. The dealer in finally got busted. I've never. <laughs> and yeah. Confiscate all your supply. Did you ever in a book fair have those, um, um, Star Wars, like origami storybooks? Does that ring a bell? Um, like it, possibly it, it was like, it, probably it, it was just a, it was just a no- like a novel about, these kids in elementary school who like made, um, who made like uh, uh, origami Star Wars characters, and there were a lot of them. They were I read like five of them. Hmm. And I remember in like one of them, there was like I could be I haven't read it in years. I don't, I could be screwing this up. But I just remember there's like a scene. I don't remember the point of these books because I just remember there being a part in a in a cafe or cafeteria where this one guy, this one guy, uh. It was like holding a Darth Vader puppet or mm-hmm. something, and he like says something to another student. He says something like, "I'm going to chop off your hand" or something mm-hmm. like that, or something like I, I could, it might not even be that. But then he goes, he has to go to the principal's office, and it's a whole thing. But and there's like this other part where they're like, uh, like drawing Tie Fighters, and they're playing a game with it. I, I don't remember it specifically. I think I kind of know what you're talking about, actually, yeah. now that you're like describing it. Where, where I went to elementary school, they were huge. Everybody read them. Mm. I don't know if it's just like a thing at my school. Or, mm-hmm. But you probably, if you ever, I'm sure you, you've seen them. I'm I remember, sure. yeah, I, I definitely have. I know the books that like were popular like in the library and stuff, like when we had to go like to library period or whatever. I mm-hmm. read a lot of like Magic Treehouse books. I don't know if you ever read any of those. I've heard of them. I don't think I've read. Those were... Those were like the thing. Though I liked them. They were pretty good. There's yeah. like tons of them. 
I, I think I read most of the Di- Diary of Wimpy Kid books mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, my grandma would get me one of those like, me every too. time. Me too. My grandma would always send them over. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh, man. There was something I was about to... Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know David in elementary school <laughs> produced a little uh, story, a little film oh, story, maybe yeah. multiple. Oh, oh, just one. <laughs> just one for now. Troy. C-H-O-Y. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to save that for another day. I might yeah. tell that another day. It might be. You might see it on in theaters someday. You might. Yeah. Making a film. Mm-hmm. Making, I'm saying that on the air so I can make sure I actually have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Make, that is a project I actually do want to do because mm-hmm. Troy is like. Am I going to get a part in it? Yes. Do you want a part? I, I need do. actors. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> COVID. I mean, everyone's short staffed. So yeah. I feel like I could get an easy absolutely i get in easy if, heck if anybody wants to if anybody wants to be in the movie <laughs> reach out <laughs> you don't need any acting experience it's not that serious no <laughs> actually actually the if, if you suck at acting it might even be better because <laughs> that's what this is all about yeah joy low budget Choi, yeah joy is interesting we'll talk about it a different time yeah, yeah you don't have to reveal it now it's like a cult classic of my elementary <laughs> school i don't want I, I don't feel i don't know if i should it, it that's what somebody. I, that's what people have jokingly communicated to <clears> me. I've never understood why because I was just. It was just some <clears> stupid, <throat> stupid story I pulled out of my butt. Yeah. When I was like eleven years old, but that's a story for another day. For sure. I am proud sure. of it. I know my Not grandma really, has like. But I am. <laughs> I know my grandma has like two of my stories that I had to write in like fifth grade, like saved on her computer. I want to really? go back and read them because I. I know one is like about a rabbit. Gotcha. The other one's about like, I don't know if it's about a serial killer or something like pretty dark that I wrote in fifth grade. I remember, I know it was wow. like, <laughs> something wasn't quite right in my brain at that time or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's that. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. It was for that young authors program. Um, yeah. We I, we will talk about that another day because that is, that is a, uh, a chapter in my life no pun intended mm. uh, uh, not real it's not a chapter in my life but it is probably the only thing i've ever accomplished it's not even good <laughs> i would definitely not true, definitely not true. <laughs> oh man he's accomplished plenty oh thank you <laughs> I, I oh you've accomplished more no oh. definitely not yes very true you got any more of this or that's for us yes today? i have one more one more that's okay or you want two more one more or two more. Whatever you want. Whatever you uh, want. I'll give this Dealer's one first. Choice. All right. Lake or ocean? Ocean. Easy. Lake. Easy for me. I I mean, okay. You I spent first. all summer at a lake. Uh-huh. All right. And there's certain things I like about the lake. I like going fishing. I like going on a boat. Um, I like tubing. I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But swimming in a lake, not for me. It's just not. At least the lakes that I've swam in, they're just so much like more gross than swimming in the ocean, which is probably mm-hmm. not even true, but that's just how I perceive it's it in my mi- mind. It's like a mindset thing. Yeah. Yeah. I There's just something about the ocean too. The ocean is just the salt water. It's just like cooler overall. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty easy choice in my brain, but yeah, you're a lake guy, huh? Yeah. I've ever since I was little, I've had an irrational fear of the ocean. Because mm. I don't know what's down there, you know what I mean? That's and, true. And it's like, I 
Okay, so a weird fact about me, I absolutely can I, I have a weird fear of crabs. <laughs> crabs like creep me the heck out. And if I, I ever saw, cool. if I ever saw a crab on the beach, I'd run. What about hermit crabs? Crabs of any kind. <laughs> Lobsters, crabs. Sometimes when I go on vacation, any, like crustaceans I, in general. Sometimes when I go on vacation, me and my dad like hunt hermit crabs. Down, really? Or like not hunt them, but like, like f- fish for them. No, like I mean, they live in like the sand. They're oh. like the little baby crabs. <laughs> yeah. you, they come out at night, so you just go around with a flashlight. You look for them. Oh, They're like crawling cool. around. A lot of people I, keep them as pets. Gotcha. Yeah. Not David. I also have no, not me. My brother did. Did he? Yeah, he named it Eugene. Nice. Yeah. Eugene crabs. <laughs> yeah, Eugene crabs, but money, 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 money. <laughs> Money, money, money. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I don't know. I also have an irrational fear of sharks. Mm. I know they, it's very rare. Very rare. Get, very, very rare. rare to very get, irrational, David. Yes. <laughs> to, for people to get attacked by them. But I don't know. And I also don't like salt water getting in my mouth. I get that. I mean? But I do see your argument. Lakes, uh, seaweed, like especially lakes can be very gross. But I just feel more comfortable in a lake. But I don't tube as much as I used to. But I, when I did, it was a blast but i love swimming or just like sitting in a raft in the lake tied to a dock you know that that kind of thing i just no i mean like lakes are definitely like i like being in a lake too yeah but if i had to choose between like being in the ocean or being on a lake i would choose the ocean i like being on the beach at the ocean i just don't like being in the water i have i mean i'm surprised coming from a ginger man like yourself that you like being on the beach well, that's true. Mine, <laughs> I, 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 I feel like just I this... can't last five minutes. Yeah, and you should have seen me. You should have seen me. Um, when we when we went to junior year of high school, the music department went down to Florida, mm. and we went to the beach one day. I was, I a was lobster. I, you red a as a lobster. After that, not it wasn't just me. It was like everybody, and I was reapplying like every <laughs> five minutes. I just yeah. I, I just don't know what to do sometimes. Florida sun hits different too. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, luckily I really don't have that problem. I'm pretty fortunate. Yeah. But like me and my mom, like, yeah, like we have more like, like compared to my dad, we have a lot more like we tan a lot easier. We don't burn much. Mm-hmm. So my dad, like we love going to the beach. My dad hates it. He walks really? down there. He's got like towels wrapped around his head, his neck. Interesting. He's got a swim shirt on, like with UV protection. He's got uh-huh. sunscreen all over his face. He's probably got pants on. Oh I wow! Mean, like he goes like all out. Yeah, and he hates going to the beach, but he does it. He yeah. sacrifices his poorest. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I like. I don't. That know is surprising if- though that you like like being on the beach. I like it, but I take a lake any day. Yeah, like I don't. I I I don't hate the the, the ocean by any means. That's just. And I'm in the minority too. I know most people are going to say ocean. Everybody in my family, uh, well, not everybody, but some people in my family. Uh, I feel like your family are like lake people, though. They are lake people. A lot of people want to go to the ocean, and I'm like the one <laughs> of the few people that's like, I mean, I'll halfway go, but I'm like indifferent. Like I'm yeah. not like fighting towards going mm-hmm. to towards to the ocean. I just, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. like. No, I get it. Water's water. <laughs> well, well, oh yeah, <laughs> not exactly. That's a I shouldn't say that. That's I shouldn't say that. That's a different. Water's not always. In terms of, uh, actually, no. I take that back. Why did I say that? I don't know. Yeah, we're talking about two different kinds of water: yeah. fresh water and salt water. Fresh You're, water and salt water is not way water. Off the wall. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'll yeah. let. It, I'll give you a pass though. <laughs> Thank you, mm. but I don't know. It's no. I, I think that's a fair. That's a fair assumption. Thank you. Man. 
What are you thinking? One more or do you? Yeah, let's do one more. One more. Give the people what they want. <laughs> Hopefully this is what you want. <laughs> oh, if man. it's not, just skip forward. Oh, man. Yes, skip forward. <laughs> oh, man. Some of these are stupid. <laughs> I'm just Another reading. silver versus gold one? Yeah, silver versus gold. Okay, this one's kind of interesting. Okay. Singing or dancing? <laughs> Singing or dancing? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a singer or a dancer, but... I think it depends on the environment. Uh-huh. Um, I would probably say singing, though. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, it, it's like, I'm not a singer or a dancer, but if I'm in the car, music's playing, I'll often sing. Yeah. But I also drum on my steering wheel a lot. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you've seen me behind yep. the wheel. and yep. Which is dangerous, because as a drummer... Uh, you get sucked in a little bit. That, too. And then I'm thinking about my foot. I'm thinking of it as like a bass drum pedal, but that's on the, but that's on the gas. I'm yep, like, let's give it a little bit of gas, David. <laughs> can't do that. So if that counts as like dancing, kind of grooving along yeah. with it, I don't know. I like, I would like to learn, like, I don't really, I don't have any experience like dancing or doing any kind of dancing, but mm-hmm. I would like to like learn. I feel like yeah. that would be cool to like learn different kinds of like. Yeah, I can't dance for the life. Learn how to dance because I don't know how to dance. Yeah. But I don't know how to dance at all. So maybe I'll change my mind on that. Really? I don't know. Maybe I will. I if like I knew for, how to I dance, like if I you, learned dancing. If we're talking about like in, in like a in the car environment, then I feel like you're like almost equal. But I'd probably yeah. give the slighter edge to singing. Yeah. Because I know you love to sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think for, I'm talking about like in the car environment because I can't actually sing or dance. You can sing. Mm. You can sing well. But I, I, uh, if we're talking about in the car, it's like equal but probably more on the moving my body side yeah you know just kind of get shake them hips hips david (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh man yeah i don't know i like like i said like dancing like it's fun like i mean like but like i said i don't i don't know how to dance i need to learn how to dance better Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i'd like to like and i'm not even talking about just like you know like a concert dancing like environment just like where you're moving like that, I like obviously like that's fun. But I mean, like just different, like actual, real kinds of dancing. Yeah. I feel like that'd be cool to like learn or do. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. That's like not like <clears throat> they're not really like a popular thing in today's like age. Mm-hmm. It'd be like fifty, sixty years ago. I mean, like I feel like dancing was a huge thing that people did. Yeah, like, all the time. But now, like it's like it's does still, anybody dance? I don't know. It, it depends. I mean, I feel like people do dance, but it's not the same. Right. Right. I mean, like, I mean, people dance at like weddings and, um, I don't know, I guess concerts and stuff like that. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was dancing at the concert. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't dancing, but I was moving. We were moving. I was moving around. You can't help yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're listening to music, you. Either you're it's, dead it's, inside if you don't. Yeah. You're, honestly, if you're not even, if you're not at the very least tapping your foot, then, mm-hmm. you know, that's the beautiful, that's the beautiful thing about music. Gets you moving. Forces you to. You literally can't help mm-hmm. it. You're just you're just yeah. gonna move. Yeah. If you're standing like a statue, then I I everybody's different. And if you don't if you don't it move on to dancing, I'm sure you have but... your I'm sure you have your reasons. It made me think of one of our friends, but I'm not gonna bring that up. Oh, I okay. I actually don't know who you're thinking of. But... <laughs> I'll talk to you off air about it. Um my mic's falling down. Uh oh. Alright. Um All right. Well that was I think that concludes our this with that segment. It does. You want to move into the big one? Yes, this is the one we're looking forward to. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> My mic <laughs> Your mic's falling. Collapse on me. Okay. 
All right. All right. This is this is the highlight of this episode. Yep. This, this is, is the theme of the episode, I, I would yes. say. This Maybe. is... Yeah. We are going to talk about our top five favorite albums. Mm-hmm. Is and, there another like recurring segment? We did it last week. Yes. We're going to keep doing it with different subjects, but this one... Like, last week, we did top five MCU movies. Mm-hmm. This week, we're doing albums. This... Let me just say this right off the bat. This was not easy. This was one of the hardest lists. Being like... Me and David are big like music geeks to an extent, and we love music. Yeah, like when you love music, like, and you listen to a lot of music, like, yeah. constantly. Like that's ninety. I swear to God, like ninety percent of my week, in some form or another, I'm probably listening to music mm-hmm. or something. Even when you're sleeping, you're listening to the the sound. Sleep sounds. Sleep sounds. Yeah. yeah. Your Spotify is always on. <laughs> I swear. It it probably is. <laughs> um, but yeah. So like I said. Being like super obsessed with music to an extent, it makes this really hard because there's a lot of music I appreciate and I feel like deserves recognition. Yes. So narrowing it down to top five, it's hard. But we basically did this on a we used a, like a different a couple different factors on like what we're factoring in. Mm-hmm. We See, mainly like um wanted to focus on music that was like our top five based on what's impact like impacted us the most. Yeah. What's been super? We're not necessarily making a top five of like what we think the top five musically greatest albums of yes. all time are, and that's going to be the same thing for our top fives. These are going to be like our top, our top five personal favorites, right? Meaningful to us. This is not like Rolling Stones top yeah. five. Like that could be a different, a whole different conversation. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Because these, these are, albums that I'm listing off are not going to be what I think the top five greatest yeah. albums of all time. But to me. They're my favorite. So yeah, these are like album albums that are meaningful to us, and in the you might com- completely disagree with us. You yep. know, what I, and this is just about what we like. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, this is not set in stone. Yep. You know, what I mean, we're just sharing our our personal favorites. We're just giving you a little there. bit more of a window and like what our interests are in terms right. of music, for example. Yes. So, so I think how we're gonna do this is we're gonna start from five. I'm gonna list mine. My like fifth, and then we'll list our favorite song off the album too. Maybe talk about it a little bit, and mm-hmm. then the other person will list their fifth. Their any stories song. you have, yeah. Or maybe if you can remember like where you heard it for the first time, unless mm-hmm. you can't. Whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. All right. You, you want to start go? first, or you want me to start first? I'll go first. You can go first. Why yeah. Not? So my number five favorite album of all time is the album "Jar of Flies" by Allison Chains. I knew it. Oh, and something I did want to clarify real quick. I'm sorry for interrupting. Yeah, you're good. Uh, we are allowing, for our list, we were allowing anything. We're doing albums, EPs, live albums. Yeah. yeah. Uh, live albums, uh, compilation albums, best of right. albums, anything you want. That's meaningful mm-hmm. to you. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, Jar of Flies. Jar of Flies by Allison Chains. Allison Chains is a grunge band from the 90s. Um, the music overall is kind of like depressing and dark if you want to look at it that way, but it's also like so like real that mm-hmm. I really appreciate it because a lot of their music focuses around like the lyrics that Lane Staley, their lead singer wrote focuses around like him basically being addicted to drugs and like how it was killing him and he couldn't really stop it. Mm-hmm. But so it was kind of like depressing to look at, but like the lyrics, like in a lot of their songs are just so like real and like honest, like I can really appreciate it. And it was like, I don't know, like something about the music too. Like it's just so different and unique. Like on this album in particular, like it's not even really like heavy or grungy like some of their other albums are. This music's very like it's almost like an experimental album. 
they have a lot of soft acoustics. They have like a jazz track on here. They have like just it, overall like it's just an amazing album from top to bottom. Like subject mm-hmm. matter, um, music, everything. It's a short. It's like seven songs, and it's a great listen. Mm-hmm. My favorite song off of it is um, "Don't Follow" by. That's mine yeah. too. It's kind of like a duet acoustic by um, Lane uh, Staley, their lead singer, and their lead singer, like, he's kind of like a second lead singer, Jerry Cantrell, who is, like, the lead guitarist as well. So that, that's a great song. That's my favorite song on the album, but I really, there's not a bad track on that album. Um, Yeah, so that's my number five. Awesome. Yeah, and I have the track list right here. If you want, I can read the track list for each yeah, sure. album. Uh, We have Rotten Apple. Uh, nutshell i stay away no excuses whale and wasp don't follow and swing on this album was released in 1994 seven songs 30 minutes 51 seconds Mm. great album it was phenomenal album one of my favorites like i would almost put it higher than five it's just i don't know if it's impacted me more than some of these other albums have Mm mm-hmm and I can I can gladly say that I actually predicted that too. That was like one of my I, I was having. Aren't trouble. you just a psychic, David? <laughs> I just knew. I just knew. Like I mean, your your music. I always admired your music taste because it's so versatile. Appreciate and, that absolutely. And but but if I had to pick one song or album, I knew it was going to be on your list. It was that one, and. uh and I think I think it just hits home. I think if you every time I listen to it, because you introduced me to it, mm-hmm. or you introduced me to that album. Um, but yeah, great right. choice. Thank you. Let's hear yours. So my number five pick, and this was my number five pick, was actually the hardest one because it's right there on the edge, and there's so many albums I had to consider what's going to make the top five, and I just had such a hard time with it. And my number five pick is a very meaningful album to me. It is a Boston album, mm. and the album is Boston. Okay. Their first album, Boston One, whatever yes. you want to call it. Um, the album came out in 1976. Uh, has eight songs on it. Those songs are More Than a Feeling, which so that, so More Than a Feeling, the, probably their most popular song is the first Boston song you ever listen to if you're listening in discog- like the order of the discography. And More Than a Feeling, Peace of Mind. Foreplay slash long time, rock and roll band, smoking, hitch a ride, something about you, and let me take you home tonight. Now, the reason this album, this one just had to make the list for me, and that's because this is one of the first albums I've ever listened through ever. Mm. And not only, but not, and obviously I loved it mm. on top of that. But this album, I think I listened to when I was like in elementary school. Really? Is, yeah. This album, I think, is the reason why I love rock. This is this album basically set a foundation on my music taste because this album kind of is like almost the definition of that classic 70s sound to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just love Boston. Um, I believe Tom Schultz, who I believe is a songwriter, played the keyboard, guitar, and bass tracks for all the songs. Um, Brad Delp, I believe, was the lead singer, and Sib Hashian was the drummer. Um, I believe he just... Pashion just passed away a few years ago, but the album, I don't, it's a perfect album. Not a single bad song for me. I'm not saying all the songs are phenomenal, but they're none of them are bad. I love all of them. My favorite song on the album is "Hitch a Ride," mm. and the reason is that's a good song. Yeah, that song. I don't know why it that, but that song has one of my favorite musical outros 
of any uh, song ever. Such an underrated too. Such an underrated guitar solo in the outro, and it's just such such a groove. <laughs> I just love, I just love that song. But that album, I don't know. I don't even consider myself like a huge Boston fan or anything. Yeah. But that album is just, it's classic. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows that cover. Everybody knows like half the songs <laughs> at least. You know what I mean? You're making me rethink my um. Not putting one of the albums. Uh, oh, really? In my list. Yeah. Oh, we just can always, for the reasoning you said. We can always talk about. Uh, we can get some honorable mentions. mentions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I don't know. That album means a lot to me, and I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Are we on number four? <laughs> yes, sir. So number four, I have Mac Miller's "Swimming" album. Oh. Came out in 2018. Um, my favorite song off the album is 2009, which is incredible like musical track um this is like i if you're familiar with mac miller the artist at all he started off as pretty much solely just a rap artist and his music like this was like the album that like really proved his artistry to like a lot of people just because it was so different from anything it wasn't a rap album it was like and it was almost like an indie i mean there was like jazz infused in it there was like soul like rock just so much in this album like uh orchestra sounds and still like he kept like his rap bass but like that's not even what the music in this album is incredible um like the production's incredible but the lyrics and subject matter are like so real too um from his writer he's a phenomenal writer like i love mac miller as a writer and um yeah, so this is this and his album that was released post mortem, uh, circles are my two favorite albums by him. But um, this one just I listened to it when it came out, and I like it was just one of those albums that kind of blew me away the first time I listened to mm-hmm. it. Just because it's like an I think it's like an eighteen track album, so you don't have to read off every song. Yeah, I just it. looked it up. It's it was long. You don't need to read off all the Impre- tracks. It's an impressive length. Yeah. It's um it's a great album though, and. It definitely impacted me, so that's, that's awesome. my number four. Oh, my favorite! Yeah, I said my favorite song, two thousand nine. Yeah, that I'll, I'll have to confess, I've actually never listened through that, but I'm going, I'm looking, I'm going to have to now, and I look forward to it. Um, my favorite Mac Miller song is "Everybody," which it's a good song. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what that's on his the one that was released post mortem circles. Yeah, and he passed away a few years ago, didn't he? Yeah, he was. I think it was twenty. I'm not sure. Twenty nineteen, maybe twenty eighteen. Gotcha. Yeah. He that was a sad portrait, sad situation. Yeah, I do remember that was that was very sad. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely one of like the artists that has impacted me the most. Like mm-hmm. out of all the music I've listened to, definitely. Yeah. All That's right. Awesome. What's Good your pick. number four, David? So my number four. Uh, this was a hard one for me. This is uh by a band that's actually very divisive. Uh, and the band is Greta Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. And the album, it's actually an EP. Yep. And the and that EP is uh, from the Fires, which came out in 2017. Um, I I knew a Greta album was going to be on this, and considering there's only three of them, two technically plus the EP, it it was hard. And it was either between from the Fires, and the most recently released, uh, just back in April, Battle Gardens Gate. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I love. I I can confidently say I love both of these albums probably equally mm-hmm. but i just gave this album the slightest edge the slightest edge 
just because it's the album that introduced me to the band. Right. Um, uh, it's, I don't know. I just had this one with me longer and it's just, there's not a single miss on this album. I'm going to read you the track list. Safari song, edge of darkness, flower power. A change is going to come, which is a cover. I believe Uh highway tune meet on the ledge, which is also a cover. I think Fairport convention wrote that song. Uh, talk on the street and black smoke rising. Um, the song came out in 2017. There's eight tracks and it's 32 minutes and 11 seconds in length. This band, so this band, I mean, we saw this band uh, in uh, Nashville. We did. I'm, I got to say, I'm biased as well. Like, I love Greta. Yeah, I love Greta. And some people hate them. Some people think they're copies. Yeah. You know what I mean? They get a lot of Led Zeppelin comparisons. A lot of Led Zeppelin comparisons. Uh, but I don't know. I love them. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't think there's there's anything sinful about wearing your influences on your right. sleeve. You know what I mean? Let me just say this: like, I'll, after the first EP or whatever they released, like it's. I think the Led Zeppelin like comparisons, like yeah, they're accurate. You know, they do sound a lot like Led Zeppelin. But if you listen to like their whole catalog and especially their newer album, especially I think they the make album. like you can hear their own sound. Like mm-hmm. they're not Led Zeppelin. They're really not. They're very. They're very. They're really growing. Right. They're 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 in terms of uh their independence from mm-hmm. it's i i feel like this new the new the new album should put the haters right in a different place if like, they haven't listened to good it good music is good music like every single artist i don't care from the beginning of time has drawn inspiration from a prior artist yeah like every single person mm-hmm. like that's where the, that's where all this like good art comes from is uh-huh. from just someone hearing something or seeing something and then interpreting it in their own way and putting it out in their own way Mm -hmm. and like that's like i don't like i don't understand why they receive so much hate for yeah because they're not right like if it was they were doing led zeppelin covers like Mm -hmm. and just that's all they do like and they got famous off that sure i can understand that but they're writing their own music they're writing their own lyrics they're performing like and we both saw their show it was a great performance Mm -hmm. so there's I, i don't understand all the criticism this band gets yeah and it's I just feel if you don't like this band simply because you just don't like their music, like the way they sound, that's fine. You know what right. I mean? But I just think the compare the comparisons get a little out of hand. They do. You know what I mean? Led Zeppelin, one of my favorite bands of all time, they wore their influences on their sleeve more than anybody. Mm-hmm. They like were blues and they like heck, Days and Confused, one of the most popular songs is a cover. Yeah. So it was one the Levy Breaks. Uh, so it was nobody's fault but mine. You know what I mean? But right, everybody loves Led Zeppelin. I love Led Zeppelin, and <laughs> and I don't know. It's just that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I but mean, you're right. Yeah, they they cover it like even the songs that Led Zeppelin has covers, they still give it their own sound. Mm-hmm. They're their own band, and so is Greta Van Fleet. I don't yep. know. They're all very talented. Uh, yeah, give give it a shot. Definitely give them a shot. Uh, how now, long is that? How long is that album? From the fires, yeah, uh, half an hour, thirty-two minutes. Yeah, see, my, it's only thirty minutes out of your day. Yeah, and my favorite song off the album. This was even tougher. <laughs> it's between two, but I had to pick one. My favorite is "Edge of Darkness." I That's think, a great song. Yeah, I love that song. I think it's is it yours too off that album? Is Highway Tune on that album? Yes, I think I would honestly have to switch to Highway Tune. Really, but those two are like neck and neck for me. I love both. Gotcha. It's yeah. just Highway Tune gets me so energized and like. Feels makes yes. me feel like I could run through a brick wall. Most, it's the most listened to song 
I believe as well. Yeah. Um. Everybody seems to know that song by now, and that's a great song. The two yeah. songs that came between for me was Edge of Darkness and Flower Power. Yeah, that's but, a good song too. Yeah, Edge of Darkness got the slighter edge because that song. It is a great song. That yeah. like for a long time that was my favorite. It has a lot of energy. Yeah. And it's really pulled back in terms of the groove, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Safari song. I have a lot of. I have a Safari song. I love. Uh, too, because it's a great song. It's also the first yeah. Greta song I've ever heard. That's a great song too. Yeah. I've, uh friend of our uh friend robbie sent me that i remember i remember the night he sent me the song he was like hey check this group out and i listened to safari song yeah and now the and your life's been changed ever since honestly yeah back we literally 20- made an entire trip just to see this band yeah they um, were great they were they did not disappoint yeah great band and honestly they don't even in their entire catalog i don't hate any of the songs i'm not saying right. i'm not saying all of them are fan- like extraordinary mm-hmm. but even my least favorite song of theirs i don't hate yeah you know what i mean there's like yeah i yeah. mean i mean they only they have a pretty limited discography but still mm-hmm. i don't know it says something yeah yeah i think in their in their early 20s they still have a long way to go right they do so. i think this segues brilliantly into my number three really yeah not it's not greta i'll spoil gotcha. that gotcha. but um my number three is Led Zeppelin 2 by Led Zeppelin. Nice. So, um, this was, I was torn at first because I love Led Zeppelin 4. That was one of the first CDs I ever, like, played mm-hmm. a lot in my car because, you know, I used to put CDs in the car because I didn't have a fancy radio player. Uh-huh. Um, and Led Zeppelin 4 was one of the first ones that I listened to, like, just all the time. Just mm-hmm. great overall album. So, that's definitely an honorable mention for me. But Led Zeppelin 2, like, looking back on it, there's just so many good songs on there as my <laughs> mic falls on top His of me again. His mic keeps falling over. Um, Sorry, I said that. That was my bad. Yeah, let me adjust this real quick. Um, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. Um, So Led Zeppelin 2 is just a fantastic album, like, mm-hmm. all the way around. From bottom to top. From yeah. bottom to top. You can read off the tracks if you want. Oh sure, sorry. Um, but my favorite track on there is "Ramble On," and I was really, I was kind of stuck between "Heartbreaker" and "Ramble On" because I love "Heartbreaker," um, but and a whole lot of love is also really good on that album as well. That's like a classic Led Zeppelin song. But "Ramble mm-hmm. On," there's just something about that song. Like any mood I'm in, any time I hear it, I just can't help but like I love never it. Skip enjoy that it. Song. It's an amazing song. Um, Honestly, like that whole album could just be ramble on, and I'd listen to it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, there's just so many good songs on that album. It's, it's really how many tracks are on there? There are nine. Nine tracks. Yeah, I was thinking eight, but yeah, nine tracks. Forty-one minutes, thirty-seven seconds. I think for <laughs> <laughs> this mic. You want me to pause and help and adjust that for you real quick? Um, no, I think it's okay. You good? Okay. I'll make it work. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it'll work. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, Led Zeppelin too, fantastic album. Um, yeah, I mean yeah. Led Zeppelin. I don't have to say much about Led Zeppelin. There, if you don't know who Led Zeppelin is, I suggest you go figure it out because they're one of the most influential rock bands of all time. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's my yeah. favorite album by Led Zeppelin. So trackless is whole lot of love. What isn't should what is and what should never be the Lemon song. Thank you. There's a great Chris Thank Cornell. Thank you. Oh my. Yeah. Great yeah. Chris Cornell cover of that. One. Thank you is like, I love how um, 
Chris Cornell described it on Howard Stern interview. He said, like, because that album is like so great and like Led Zeppelin's so great, like that song just gets hidden in that album. And like it's hidden. He says yeah. if it was like released in any other like capacity, it would be an enormous hit. Like, yeah. The song would be an enormous hit. Like it's just It really kind of just got forgotten. It, it's like a forgotten song on that album. Yeah. And, um I think his cover of it is I honestly enjoy more than the Led Zeppelin original. Uh-huh. But it's just such a great cover. Yeah. Heartbreaker, Living Loving Made, uh, Ramble On, Moby Dick, and Bring It On Home. Great album. Yeah. Fantastic. I don't even need to say that much more. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Great album. Second album. Well, obviously, two. <laughs> All right. Are we to me now? This number to you. This number three. Number three. Okay. Number three for me is by the band. On this is the band on this list that I have been most recently a fan of, uh, and that is Dave Matthews Band. Oh yeah, and well, I shouldn't say most recently a fan of, but in terms of like, like bands I absolutely love. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Uh, this album is called Crash, and this album came out in 1996. Um. It has 12 songs on it, and it clocks in at an hour and eight minutes. Mm-hmm. So Dave Matthews Band, I discovered I – mean, I've always been familiar with them, but I remember I was uh, – my mom asked me to listen. I think it was to Ants Marching, which is one of the most popular songs, uh, because she wanted me to kind of study the drumming on it. She just thought the drumming on it was so, like – just so interesting because Carter Beaufort is a beast, and mm. I, uh, and I listened to it, and then, I mean, I already I was familiar with the song, but I was listening kind of more like closely, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna start listening to some other songs, and I just instantly fell in love. The film fell in love. Ants Marching is not on Crash. That is on their first album, Under the Tables and Dreaming. Well, actually, their first studio album, uh, under a record label, is Under the Tables and Dreaming, coming out in '94. But in 93, they released an independent album called uh, Remember Two Things, uh, which had like live recordings on it and stuff like that. Um, but And that's when they actually used to go by the Dave Matthews Band, but hmm. they dropped the, the, the like very soon after that. So there's Dave Matthews Band now. That's that's off topic, though. This <laughs> Back to Crash. That's the album I'm talking about. This album has some of my favorite songs of all time on it. And... This was hard. I knew a Dave Matthews how Dave Matthews band album had to go on here. It was it came down to three. The three came down to were their first three albums, which I think are their best. Under the Tables and Dreaming, Crash, and Before These Crowded Streets. It came down to this one though, because while those other two albums also have some of my favorite songs on them, this one from top to bottom is just such an experience. Um my favorite song uh, on this album is number forty one. And that song, I don't know, that song just really hits home with me musically and lyrically. And you, and something you, you probably know about me is I'm weird. So I don't, I don't like listen to lyrics as closely as much as you do, really as much as anybody does. But the, but the lyrics in that song kind of hit home with me and I don't even know what they mean <laughs> yeah. really, but I just kind of have my own interpretation for them. Mm-hmm. And when I think about them that way, it just means I don't know, it just means so much. And the first time I ever listened to this album was in the this, this spring, I think, of 2018, I think. 
and it was on we, we were talking about the the music department trip to disney or to florida earlier i listened to the on on the bus on the way there i was like i already listened to some of the songs on that album but i've never listened all the way through it i'm gonna do that and uh our friend justin was sitting next to me and he knows i was just kind of swaying my body i was just getting with it that was just mm-hmm. That's when I fell in love. Yeah. Track list uh, from top to bottom. So much to say. Two Step. Uh, Crash Into Me, which I think is their uh, most listened to song as of now. Too Much. Number 41. Say Goodbye. Drive In, Drive Out. Let You Down. Lie In Our Graves. Cry Freedom. Tripping Billies and Proudest Monkey. And I don't know. This very unique album. I mean, they're such mm-hmm. a unique band. When they were, they were huge in the 90s because... And they blew up because nobody's heard a band like them before. And their first album was so popular. That album kind of had to live up to the hype of the first one. And it did. So I think most people, not most people, but a lot of people would agree that it's just as good, if not even better. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, I think David is like really the one that put me on to Dave Matthews band because I didn't really listen to a lot of them before he showed me some of their music. And I still am not near as familiar with their catalog as David is, but I like a lot of their songs that he showed me and that I've listened to, and um, yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna I need to listen to that entire album at some point, all the way through, because I haven't done that. But um, yeah, I think that's a good choice. Thank you. I know you're a big fan, and we are going to see them in concert. We are this month, so we are soon. Yeah, looking forward to that. We'll we'll be talking about that, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, that one album means a lot to me. Definitely. Yeah. I, that's what it's all about. That's why we're doing this. Absolutely. Sorry that took so long. No. All right. <laughs> um, okay. Number two. So this one, I know you're not going to be familiar with this, and a lot of people probably won't, but it is uh, an album called The Arrow by Andy Minio. It's really, really an, actually an EP. It's about five, six songs. And um, I think it's one of my favorites because um, mainly lyrics and subject matter. Uh, he's one of my... He's mainly a hip hop artist that he does like experiment with other genres, but for the main reasons, or I mean, for like most of his music is hip hop sound. And, um, it's just, his lyrics are what draws me to his music because some of like the most, I can't even underestimate or I can't understate how much his music has impacted me as like a person, just like the wisdom and knowledge that he puts into his songs. And, um, just like some of the songs on this particular EP are so real. Like he has a song where he kind of talks about his father, like not showing up to his wedding and like mm-hmm. just not being there for him. Like as a kid, he has a song just talking about like his own personal anxiety and issues and just like all kinds of subject matters like that. It just helped me really appreciate him as an artist. And um, he's just so like, there's nothing like he won't talk about. He talks about his faith in his music. He talks about, everything that it just makes him so real you can tell he's a real genuine person like through his music and this ep in particular it just the moment i first heard it when it first released like it was just something i needed to hear it was one of those albums that really hit home and it also just had a lot of replay value for me as well and there's a sister ep to this called i believe it's called the cloud or the clouds or something oh really and um similar format like similar artwork on the Uh title cover and similar subject matter too. And they were both released in the same year, like a couple months apart. And they're both like so impactful to me. Um, 
I actually plan on getting like the cover art, some of the cover art for this album as a tattoo eventually. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it means awesome. a heck of a lot to me. His music in general is just fantastic. Um, so yeah, that's my number awesome. two. What's your favorite song on it? My favorite song on this album is, um, it's called Lost. And that this is hard because there's a lot of good songs on this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clarity is another really good one. Family Photo is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the track list right here. The I've Been, uh, Clarity, Family Photo, Anxiety, I Ain't Done, and Lost. Yep. And yeah, Lost is just like, it's kind of the closer track and... There's a portion of the track that he, it's almost, it's literally just a conversation like him having with like another person. It's not even, a, yeah. it's just like background instrumentals and music over like him. Like it's, it's kind of him thinking out loud, but I think it's just like so beautiful the way he did it on the track. Absolutely. And the song itself is good before that, up until that point of the song. And I don't know, it's just super impactful album to me. And since that's what this list is about, I had to put it at number two and I'll get it's almost my number one, but um, I'll explain why it's not when we get to number one. So, <laughs> you're number two, David. Oh boy, um, this one I when we uh were talking about what to do for this podcast and we decided to do top five favorite albums. Oh, first of all, great choice, <laughs> so, absolutely. And this album was. This is probably this is probably the I think this is the first one I thought of. I was like, this is going to be on the list no matter what. Like this, it'd be a sin for me not to put this one on. <laughs> um, the album is "The Stranger" by Billy Joel. Yeah, and I think you saw this one coming. I know I did. Yeah, this is Billy Joel is probably the first artist I've ever became like a big fan of, like like diehard fan. Mm-hmm. I see him in concert twice now. Excellent both times. Um, and I love a lot of his albums, but when it came down to my favorite, it was no question that The Stranger was my favorite. Um, the tracklist, this album came out in 1977. Tracklist going down is Moving Out, uh, parentheses, Anthony's song, The Stranger, Just the Way You Are, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, Vienna, Only the Good Die Young. She's always a woman. Scenes from an sorry to interrupt, but <laughs> scenes from an Italian restaurant is my favorite Billy Joel song. Is it, so. Oh, that's a good answer. I love that one. Um, uh, she's always a woman. Get it right the first time, and everybody has a dream. And uh, it's clocks in at forty two minutes and thirty three seconds. In my opinion, not a single. Not only are are none of the songs on this album bad, but I think they're all great. Like this is like a perfect album. Fun story about this album. The album that preceded this was called Turnstiles, mm. which is also a great album in my opinion. But uh, it didn't. I think it didn't. I I might be getting this wrong, but I, it, it didn't sell very well. I don't know why. So the record label actually considered dropping Billy Joel. Really? Yeah, unless his next album didn't sell really well. Since so his next album was The Stranger, did really well, so they kept him. Um. I don't understand why Turnstiles didn't sell so well. Mm-hmm. There's probably a reason behind it, but that's probably that might be my second favorite Billy Joel album, actually. But my favorite song on this album was really, really hard between two choices. I mean, I love all of them, but there's two choices, and it's Scenes from an Italian Restaurant and Vienna. Mm-hmm. And would you, if we're talking in terms of like 
uh what everybody agrees on it's scenes from an italian restaurant a lot of people call that the best billy joel song and i'd have to agree but i almost want to give the slightest the slightest edge to vienna because for same reasons with number 41 on crash that album really hits home with me mm-hmm. musically and even like it's one of the few songs i know all the lyrics to yeah i could sing that entire song mm-hmm. and it it i don't it's such a beautiful song and it's like i never skip it if it comes across on my playlist don't even go near the skip button yeah forever in the car and that song comes on <laughs> don't even think about hitting that skip button or i'll do some oh. bad things uh, i'm just okay. kidding <laughs> but I, that that song hits home um it. it that song you know the best way to, to describe that song sorry i'm almost done the best Come way on, to describe take your time <laughs> If you're ever stressed about anything, listen to Vienna. It's the perfect song just to tell. It's basically like an angel coming to you and saying everything's going to be fine. That's like mm-hmm. Vienna to me. Mm-hmm. That's the song I listen to when I need. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've heard the song. It's a great song. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Billy Joel, classic. I mean, I, I definitely knew Billy Joel was going to make the album yeah <laughs> make your list at some point but um yeah i i am jealous that david's got to see him live i feel like that'd be super we cool. should go see him live sometime we should yeah yeah <laughs> all right oh man Any this other? is the this is that's it for me this is the big one the big one number one this one well i think i did mention um you probably have heard me talk about it but i don't think you think this is my number one mm-hmm. really so my number one it is i'll start out by saying it's a rap album and it is the first album I ever listened. Well, really? it's a rap album, but it's not necessarily a rap album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first album. I It was released in 2015. It's To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, um, okay. This was the first album I ever, first like hip hop album I ever heard that like, not the first hip hop I ever heard. Uh-huh. I ever said that. It's the album that drew me in to hip hop. That made me really? like, want to listen to hip hop. I did not know that. This, Sorry, I'm still talking. <laughs> no, this album is. I think it might be one of the highest like rated albums of all time by like critics. Huh. But um, it is an absolute masterpiece. It is just from everything like any every album I've ever heard. Like hardly anything can match in the comparison of the creativity in this album. Mm-hmm. And um, what I mean by that is just. This album is kind of, it's political a little bit. It's, um, it's just like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's personal. Like a lot of it is him talking about his life and his background Mm -hmm. and like issues going on in the world Yeah, from his perspective, like growing up in Compton, California, which is not like a good place to grow up. And it was just so it's so good to me because it gives it's literally an insight into another person's perspective that did not grow up in the same situation that I did like that lives in a completely different environment than me mm-hmm. and it's just like so amazing to me that by his music and like his lyrics he can like literally put you almost like as if you're him like inside his body as like if you grew up and with him mm-hmm. it's just like it builds so much empathy and like understanding and that's why I love music so much too, because it can do that. Um, but this album in particular is just like incredible because it, it does that. Um, but also on top of that, on top of the lyrics, on top of the like themes in the album, 
this is an album that has an entire theme to it as well. Like from top to bottom, there's a theme mm-hmm. to Pimple Butterfly. Like if you listen to the entire album, you under kind of understand. Um, but the music in this album is incredible. It is. He worked with a lot of different artists that were not like hip hop artists. Like he worked with people like um, George Clinton, um, Thundercat. Uh, he worked with Ronald, like the Isley Brothers. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people like just outside that like it brought in a lot of like. There's a lot of the like I would say the genre of this album is kind of like funk. It's funk and like soul and jazz like that's mm-hmm. like the musical feel of the album it's a lot of like bass and jazz like style yeah um it's just like funk it's a lot of it is funk and um i love that it adds like so much to the album just but um the lyrics and like some of the songs they're just i will say like it's not an album that has incredible replay value because like the songs they're just incredible songs but they're not like they're not like catchy like songs, you know, that you can really listen to over and over again. But they're songs that are just like so impactful on their Absolutely. own. Absolutely. That um especially put together in the album, it's just incredible. Um so I'll read off the track list real quick. It's sixteen songs, an hour and eighteen minutes. Um first song is Wesley's Theory, For Free, King Kunta, and Institutionalized, These Walls, You, All Right, First Sale, Mama, Hood Politics. How much a dollar cost? Complexion, the black or the berry. You ain't got a lie, Mama said. I and mortal man. And um, the my favorite song on this album is I, which is actually no, I take that back. That was not my favorite song. That's not what I wrote. <laughs> my favorite song on, on the album is For Sale, which is a really interesting song because it's basically talking about. Sorry, I'm kind of going. No, take your time. I'm loving this. But it's number one, so. (laughs) Um, For Sale is like this song where he's basically talking from the devil. He's like speaking from the devil's perspective, like that his soul's like for sale. And um, he's a, it's kind of like, it's a really, it's a crazy song. Like he's just like speaking kind of as if the devil, like to himself, like through all these temptations that he like has put in his life. Like in this song, like he's trying, like the devil's trying to, like, I don't even know, like, get his, like, his soul, like, yeah. But it, that's like the basis of the song for sale, like his soul is like yeah. for sale. Um, so I think, like, just the creativity in that song, like how much it's like, I've never, I've still have never heard a song like that, like from that perspective, like where someone was like speaking as like the devil in the song, and it, it's just a crazy song, and the instrumentation's really good. Well, it, it's not even like he's speaking as the devil. Like he's speaking as like this person named Lucy, which is like short for Lucifer. And, mm-hmm. You know, um, it's really, it's a amazing, like the creativity in this album is just, I can't even explain it. The last song, Mortal Man is like a 12 minute song, but it has like a five minute. He took an interview from like Tupac uh, from the 1990s, like an interview that Tupac did that was a lot of people like it was with a German like interviewer and like uh-huh. a lot of people forgot about it and he took a lot of like uh like his Tupac's responses and like but instead of the German interviewer asking the questions like he asked the questions and kind of like rephrased it differently and um he put it in it was just like crazy like he was basically the way it was mixed together it made it sound like he was having a conversation with Tupac mm-hmm. like in today's age and it was crazy um there's just so much on the album that is inspiring 
and it just gives you a fresh perspective and it builds understanding at least to me it did and it made me like show it showed me like how artistic hip-hop can be and like mm-hmm. when it's used in that way like it, it's just an incredible album I, I don't even have words to describe it um so that's yeah awesome that's why it's my favorite because it's it's been the most impactful to me it, it's influenced so much my other music taste mm-hmm. so yeah you're number that's one awesome um great choice by the way that was really interesting i did not i mean i knew that was one of your favorite albums but like that was awesome it's my number one yeah um good job (laughs) good job to you david (laughs) oh thank you um uh, my number one album is an album (laughs) uh, (laughs) is an album by a band which is arguably probably what most people would say is my favorite my favorite band ever probably my i'm pretty sure i know what band it is yeah you do know what band it is i'm sure <laughs> and the band is led zeppelin yep the album is led zeppelin okay. or led zeppelin one is what people commonly refer to led zeppelin one this is their debut uh studio album uh releasing in on uh january 12th 1969 the album is 44 minutes and 53 seconds long uh I don't know where to start actually. This so It's a great album. Great start album. There. Yeah, great album. Start there. Uh let me I'm going to start off by reading the track list. Good times, bad times. Best one of my favorite opening tracks on an album ever. Babe, I'm going to leave you. You shook me. Days of confused. Your time is going to come. Black Mountainside. Communication breakdown. I can't quit you, baby. And how many more times? I love all of those songs. I mean, my favorite. Oh, I'll get to my favorite song in a second. But Led Zeppelin. I've been a Led Zeppelin fan probably since I think it was the latter half of like eighth grade mm-hmm. when I became a fan. And I became a fan. The song. I mean, I was familiar with them before. I mean, everybody's familiar with Led Zeppelin. Hopefully. <laughs> And but the first the song that really turned, not everybody not everybody true, <laughs> but the song that really converted me into like a Zeppelinite <laughs> was <laughs> and no disrespect if you're not a fan but like no, no, I'm just it's kidding. just it's I mean they're one of the most influential so they're very well known yeah uh what I meant was like like more like uh I don't know what I meant yeah no yeah. I mean I know what you mean yeah it's it's. <sighs> I oh when was it? it doesn't matter when it was but the first song I ever heard that I mean that transformed me was Fool in the Rain which I know is a song you love and uh my mom showed it to me and the story about I think I'm, I the story my uh grandfather was in a hospital actually and we got news that he was going to be okay and right and this is and this is from my mom's perspective actually she got news that he was going to be okay. And right after she found out, Fool in the Rain came on the radio. Hmm. And I think because that was his associated with that memory, it stuck with her. Yeah. And she know and she knows that um since I since like I'm a percussionist and drummer, she was listening to the song and she was like, Man, this song has a great drum groove. And she sent it to me and she was like, You should try to learn this. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is like Either this is like either eighth grade or like early freshman year, 
And I was like, I can't learn that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, a, it's like Bonham's interpretation of like the Purdy shuffle. Bernard Purdy is like a drummer who kind of came up with that motif. Um, and I, and I sat down behind the kit and I practiced like crazy, uh, until I remotely got it. I mean, I still can't play it nearly to the level it is played on the track, but I can play it. I like to think half decently. Um, but in that experience, He's being humble. no, I'm not, yes, <laughs> but in, in, in that experience, thank you. But, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I decided to start delving into more of their music. And then I don't know. I instantly became a fan. I decided to listen from their, well, the first, I mean, I remember I was in the car with my dad one time and he was like showing me their biggest hits. I mean, I already, mm. I already knew them, but it's kind of realistic to stare with heaven, black dog going to California, <clears throat> excuse me, that kind of stuff. And, yeah. uh, and then I just remember listening through Led Zeppelin one, cause I wanted to go through the discography and my world was changed forever because I mean, there's no band like Led Zeppelin to me. Right. Uh, it's some of the best on each, on each, uh, role. Robert Plant on vocals, Jimmy Page guitar, John Paul Jones bass, and John Bonham drums, literally like some of the best on in the band. Uh, and that opening track, you know, this has some of the, my favorite drumming, Ever. Sorry, I'm going to talk about drumming for a second. No, you're good. The, well, the first album has my favorite drumming. Mm. Not not just like out of Led Zeppelin, but like ever. Like mm-hmm. the first Led Zeppelin album has like some of my favorite drumming. Um, my favorite track on the album, I think it's either between two. It's really hard. It's either between the opening track, Good Times, Bad Times, or the closing track, How Many More Times. Mm. I think I'm giving the slighter edge to How Many More Times. It is a little bit more of a commitment because I think it's like an eight minute song. I love that song. Um, but I don't know. That band changed my life. It kind of changed how I liked that music. And yeah. I remember I was with a couple of friends. Me and my uh, my brother and I in, went with some couple of my friends and their dad, who are all drummers as well. And I told you about this the other day, actually. And we were just kind of marathoning different uh, music stores. Um just sitting, like playing drums at all of them, like going to like the cymbal room. And then, but I remember I picked up a drum transcription book of the Mothership album by Led Zeppelin, which is a best of album. And that I took that home and learned every song. I, I studied that thing like it was the Bible. And, <laughs> and it was, uh, and I was really impressed too with like how accurate the transcriptions were. A lot of times when people transcribe drums, it's like just like the basic things. But this uh, this book had like the ghost notes. I don't know. It had everything. It had like um all the dynamics and all the tempo changes and all just like uh the musical uh all these like you know all the musical terms it was kind of impressive actually because usually when people make this like transcription books, it's not. I don't want to say there's not a lot of effort put into them, but mm-hmm. not as much effort as this one had, but yeah. that, I don't know, but back to the album. I'm sorry. This is about the album. Not, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting no. off topic, but I, this album just, I don't know. It just means so much listening to it. I love every song. I, I feel, I listen to it all the way through at least once a month, probably once a week actually, <laughs> but I don't know. It's not incredible. It's not a, it's not a single bad song on it. I love 
the music. I love What's Up on in general, but I don't know. That album is just I have it I have it on vinyl. Yeah. Uh and I I, I don't think I've ever actually put it on a record in a record <laughs> player. I just kind of look at it. Yeah. <laughs> but I got it um I got it as a gift from a really good friend. But I don't know. I don't even it's a have great words. choice. I mean, yeah. Thank you. That's kind of how I feel too. Like you, you just can't even describe the because th- like what it does to you, it might not do to somebody else. So yeah, you this, can't really just give it the credit you feel like it deserves. Yeah, it's just you might hate these albums, <laughs> you yeah. know, that we're talking about, and that's okay because I'm sure like everybody has their favorites, and right. and you have I'm sure everybody has their good reasons for. It. That's the beautiful thing about music. But yeah, I think about your favorites. Think about your top five. Mm-hmm. Make it. Send them to us. Send them I'm to actually kind of curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, dude, Led Zeppelin. I I know like a lot of. I was familiar with Led Zeppelin, and then, but I wasn't really deep in their catalog much. And mm-hmm. I know David really put me on to a couple of songs. I have a, like a fond memory of like the first time I heard "Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You." I I, like, think I remember that cruising day. with David. Yeah. Like, we were getting back to his house. And, I saw your eyes kind of change color <laughs> when you heard that song for the first time. He like he uh. We were cruising back to his house, and I remember, like, I heard that song. And I was like, David, I think we got to go around the block again so I can finish it. I remember song. that. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I wanted to hear the whole song. And it, it's, yeah, I mean, Led Zeppelin is just incredible. Yeah. Influential. And yeah. Robert Plant and John Bonham, I think, were only 19. That's insane. When they were, they were our age. We're 19. We're 19. <laughs> like, that's insane. It is crazy. Yeah. That, um. Yeah. Music's incredible, man. Um, the impact and influence it can have, like, there's nothing I think I enjoy and I'm a fan of more in the world than, than music. music. I think music like, is literally the greatest thing in the world. It is. Like, number one. Yeah. Um, yeah, out of anything tangible, like, on earth, mm-hmm. music is just yeah incredible. I have a message. For everybody out there shaming others for the musical taste, stop. Just, yeah. Every, everybody... <laughs> I won't say what I want to say. Music music is music and it's something that unites all of us no matter right. what kind of music you listen to. Music brings people together. I mean music like that's the beauty about music is everyone there's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like what you like doesn't have to be with somebody else is like what else like somebody else likes something completely different than you. Mm-hmm. But it's still like what we were talking about with the concert we went to the other night. It's just something incredible about being in a room with so many people full of like the same just like music like flowing through the them. Indescribable feeling. Yeah. Like w- when you really like an artist, like go to a concert, go like meet, like talk to other people that love it. Cause that's something incredible about it is yeah. like, you know, it brings people together. Really does. And yeah. And like, I don't know. Don't ever feel like I would encourage people. Don't ever feel insecure about your music taste because yes. there's it, always someone out there that listens to what you listen to. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not, popular whatever everyone else think, listens you, to even if you think you're the only person in the world i can guarantee you're not yeah yeah and, and at the end of the day we're all just listening to music who right. cares what kind it is you know what i mean who cares it's, it's how music. it impacts you or how it moves you like that's that's it's different for everyone yep but um everybody has their own vibes and tastes and um i think musical excuse me i think music beautiful it's yeah beautiful. it is beautiful there's nothing i'm more of a fan of than music i mean absolutely can't even describe it. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, we did that. I think we got we got through it. <laughs> we did. That took a while, but that's just because we love it so much. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, it's probably it gonna be our longest it. podcast, but this is I think is our longest so far. And if you I'm, stuck through, if you listen to it, I'm glad. I'm I proud of you if you stuck with you. us this far. And we appreciate you. And we love I mean we love all of you no matter what. We do. But yeah. If you stuck through this entire thing, big pat on the back. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I think that's gonna do it for episode three. Yeah. Episode three. It's in the books. Yeah. Tune in for episode four for topics we have yet to discuss. Topics we have yet to discuss. <laughs> All right, man. This one's for the books. I hope you enjoyed our picks and I hope you enjoyed our stories. Create your own. Send them to us. Yes. Other than that, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. This has been the Half Full Podcast (laughs) with uh, (laughs) Brayden. Brayden and David. Brayden and David. We love all of you. Signing off. Signing off. Have a great week, everybody.